Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Well, howdy, 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 friends. I am proud to be the wagon boss of this uh, wagon train here, making its way through our culture. You know, I think most Christian conservatives, they just want to live their lives we want to grow our businesses. We want to raise our children. We want to attend church on Sundays. We want to volunteer and help out where we can. I don't think there's a strong motivation to control government. We naturally believe in limited government. We don't think about it all the time. The left sees it as their primary vehicle to bring about their worldview, their worldview based in Marxism. How do we respond what is the average Christian to do in the situation? Can we just move on? Can we ignore it? Can we hunker down and let our cities fall apart? Let our state, let our nation fall apart? 87,000 new IRS agents. You think we can just quietly live our lives anymore? They're coming. Uh, the left believes the government is their solution. It is their vehicle to drive their worldview. And Christianity is in the way. It's the truth. We are in the way. So what are we to do? We're talking with the perfect person to discuss this, Dr. Douglas Groteis, who is a professor at Denver Seminary, a professor at Colorado Christian University, a fellow at the Centennial Institute, which is the think tank at CCU. He's a world-renowned apologist. He's written a number of books on how you defend your faith in the public square. We've got to be Christians that are in the midst of the public square, not remaining silent. So we're going to ask him, what are we to do? Douglas Grotes, I'm going to turn it over to you for our final segment. What are Christians okay. to do in the midst of this? Well, you set this up really well. What we need to do, Jeff, is throw off any kind of apathy, because it's too late for apathy. Apathy is really what got us into this horrendous situation in many ways. So let me just go through a few things. The first thing is we need knowledge. Uh, we need to be well-versed in what we're talking about. We need far more than just sound bites, talking points, and tweets. Um, good and significant things can be said through tweets, and tweets are very revealing. But we need to know our Bibles. We need to know a biblical view of humanity, of the fall, of God's righteousness, how Christians ought to engage the public square. And then we need to know something about who we are as a nation. What is America? What is our identity? You know, there's so much now about how people identify. Well, what is the objective identity, the nature, the structure of the American system? Because some people want to burn it down. They don't believe in the Declaration. They don't believe in the Constitution. They don't believe that wisdom has been built into our form of civil government, which is a representative republic, and so on. So we need knowledge, and that means wisely dealing with media. I've got a whole section in the book called Media Awareness 101. For example, I won't get into it here, but what really happened to George Floyd? People thought they knew by one minute of video. They knew there was systemic racism. They knew we needed to riot. They knew the police was corrupt and the police had to be defunded for one or two minutes of video which were taken out of context. Now, I'm not defending what happened to George Floyd by any means. 
But the story is a lot more complicated than that. And simply because you are outraged by uh, the tragic death of a black man doesn't mean you understand the nature of the American system or you can prove that America is systemically racist to the degree that it has to really be burned down, either ideologically or literally. So we need to understand how media works. We need to read more. We need to read articles and books. And I have lots of recommendations in my books as to who to read and how to try to understand this uh, in a richer way. And then we need love. Jesus said that the greatest commandment is to love our God with all of our being and love our neighbors ourselves. And uh, Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 13 that love is patient and kind, it's not arrogant or boastful. So we need passion. We need fire in our bones the way Jeremiah had it, fire that has to come out, the fire of truth and goodness. But it needs to come out through love. So when other folks are hurling epithets right and left and uh, just being mean-spirited, we need to try to speak the truth in love, Ephesians 4.15. Now that love may be tough love. It might be calling out things. You think of Matthew 23 where Jesus says, I think it's six or seven times, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. So sometimes people have to be identified for who they are and what they're doing, especially if they're lying, they're trying to torch the American system. But it needs to be love, and love comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we need knowledge, we need love, we need fire in our bones. And then let me just hone in on one thing, and that is education. So we need to get behind Christian schools that hold to scripture without compromise, without apology, and which hold to historic, positive American principles, such as CCU. We need to get behind these schools. We need to pray for them because they're the future. You know, Breitbart said a long time ago that politics is downstream from culture, and culture is significantly influenced by education and if you're educated within a Christian worldview, and if you understand the best about America in light of our founding ideals, and you know what's wrong with America, what has happened to America previously with slavery and Jim Crow and all the rest of it, then you're in a position to be a force for constructive change for the better. So we should support schools that are historically Christian and really adhere to principled conservative values, I think also of Hillsdale College, Grove City College, and so on. And then be extremely alert at what's happening in state education, because it is just off the edge now, as we know, with drag queen story hour and teaching little white children to feel that they are oppressors and they have to talk about their white privilege and so many things, teaching Darwinism, not giving a chance to intelligent design critiques of Darwinism. I mean, my advice is, if at all possible, do not have your children in state schools. Have them in home schools, private schools, micro schools, perhaps a good, solid, conservative charter school. Uh, my son-in-law works for such a school in Fair Oaks called um, John Adams Charter School. They start the day with the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't think that happens too often anymore, <laughs> although we always do it at CCU events. 
So I'm a really a lifelong teacher. I've been in education at a variety of levels. I've written a lot. And uh, I'm an old guy now, so I can say without exaggeration that I have been concerned about state education for 40 years, and I've been challenging Christians to put their kids in private schools and to homeschool them, literally for 40 years. So that is a place where we can be very engaged. And of course, as Centennial does, we need to hold our elected officials accountable and challenge them. And when they repeatedly vote against our principles, they need to be defeated in elections. It's as simple as that. So political action is really significant, but it's not the whole ball of wax. We've got to think deeper in terms of education, private education, homeschooling, Christian colleges. Uh, We need to also think about the church. A lot of the church has been captivated by critical race theory ideology. So we need good Christian adult education. Uh, Pastors, you know, need to be careful in how they talk about politics in the pulpit, but they should talk at least in terms of essential principles. I was so proud of my pastor when he talked about the Dobbs decision and thank God for that, put that into a prayer. And he said, I want to thank some of the people in the congregation who have been in the trenches on this for years and years and years. And he mentioned Don Sweeting, who's the president of Colorado Christian University. He mentioned me and all the pro-life work I've done now for goodness, 40 years Mm. in various capacities. He mentioned some other people. So there's a lot of work to do. And apathy is not an option now. I mean, if we believe in limited civil government and essential liberties, we have to be very involved in politics because things are not just ticking along as they are. We are going down a slippery slope into hell right now as a, as a country. But we have a solid foundation. So we need to go back to that foundation, back to citizen involvement, back to all the best of what a republic is, and pray hard, work hard, give a lot of money, and support good causes like CCU and the Centennial Institute. Friends, we have spent the show talking with Dr. Douglas Groteis. He's a professor at Denver Seminary at Colorado Christian University and a fellow at the Centennial Institute. His new book, Fire in the Streets, How You Can Confidently Respond to Incendiary Cultural Topics. Get it so you can be educated, you can be engaged. The government is interested in you. You may not be interested in it, but it sure is interested in you. Uh, Friends, I do want to encourage you. Be involved with what we're doing at the Centennial Institute. We're going to be bringing back events now that school's back in session. So you can go to centennial.ccu.edu. We're going to have a wonderful celebration of the U.S. Constitution on September 16th. It's going to be a breakfast. We're bringing in a wonderful speaker, John Malcolm from the Heritage Foundation. He oversees the Edwin Meese Center for Legal and Judicial Studies, and we're going to host a wonderful breakfast with him. You get a chance to really understand why the Constitution is so important. That's September 16th, Friday morning, 8 a.m. You can get more information by going to centennial.ccu.edu. Friends, it's been wonderful to be with you. My name's Jeff Hunt. I'm the wagon boss of this train. I want to thank you, thank Michael Pario for managing the board for us. Remember, this week's Cowboy Wisdom, life is short, so ride your best horse first. You've been listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. God bless you all.